0: You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's News and Insights podcast, Tax Rap.
1: Hello, listeners. Welcome to Tax Wrap, episode 92. I'm Steve Burnham, joined by Dennis and Lisa. Hello, guys. How are you? Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. We've um, come to the end of a legislative drought, it seems. We had uh, an ED arrive last week about mm-hmm. superannuation, and that's why we've got our expert Dennis with us here today. Um, what went down, Dennis? Tell us what. Uh, came out of
0: that well uh, what we're seeing now is a legislative trickle if you wish to call it it's It's not a flood it's not a flood of new laws it's just um, the first trench as it is known now just contained a um, a few I guess less controversial measures from the budget Mm. Um, so just to enumerate uh, we have um, harmonizing contribution rules more on that later Uh, Low income um, uh, superannuation tax offset, um, extending deductibility of superannuation to um, to all taxpayers, which is quite significant one. Mm. So we have all those um, lesser measures, um, and spouse uh, the tax offset for spouse contributions is going to be extended. So. We've um, we really um, adjusted some of the previous rules. Um, just briefly on deductibility. Uh, previously, uh, taxpayers were uh, restricted in deducting superannuation contributions they make themselves. Mm. And um, it was only allowed to do if out of total income that the person has, less than 10% was from employment. So you could uh, quite possibly see some contractors actually providing many labor. So despite being contractors, they could not make deductible super contributions. Oh, I see. That's that's actually an important uh, point, and we stressed it in our submission through the Treasury, that uh, this definitely should be kept and proceeded with, because it will allow a lot of people to boost their super savings. Yeah,
1: that's an important point. We did make a submission on all this... Uh we weren't given long, were we, Lisa? How was no? How that
2: it's um, quite interesting. This thing, they always open things up to consultation, mm. and uh, the consultation process is getting shorter and shorter. Steve, <laughs> so I think we had like less than nine days to. Um to, to, to do get a it, paper to, in. to to get it in, Gosh. so I was up at ZeroCon with Andy as we talked about last tax nice. uh, So I sent a quick email to Dennis saying, "Have a look, have a read." It came in on the Tuesday night, and we had something pretty much drafted by the following Tuesday, which was good. So we made a submission and gave our comments. Um, the unfortunate part of that, Steve, being a member-based organisation, such a short time frame doesn't give us enough time to survey our members oh, like we like to do, and yeah. or even talk to our members. We just had to get something in. So we we were basing it on our knowledge and and what we know. About our members, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. We had we had some feedback from prior rethink papers, so we um, gauged um, the um, attitudes towards aboriginality and what needs to be fixed. So that yeah. that helped us in our uh, last submission.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now you were saying earlier, Dennis, that um, the government seems to have opted in this round of uh, uh, well, what do you call it? Draft uh, is it legislation draft bill to um, focus on, as you termed it, the low hanging fruit.
0: Yes, uh, that's right. Because uh, most of those measures were actually um, they did not um, result in much um, discussions within the industry previously. Right. Uh, it was uh, more like
2: a clean up, if anything, wasn't
0: it? Dan? Yes, it yeah. was. It was more of um, um, sort of me getting the measures um, relevant for today. Yeah. 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 I mean, the yeah. dedu- deduction is is a big thing. I mean. Um, Salary sacrifice is is not going to go away, mm. but it's it's going to be um, a bit more, a bit less important. And let's say by if this uh, bill goes through by the end of June, if you decide well, all of a sudden to make a, a contribution to a super, yep. then well and good, you can make that financial decision yep. um, uh, regarding your your personal and situation. Get a deduction. Yeah, and you yeah. can get a deduction. Okay. Um, other measures are. Um, well, with spouse contributions, what was changed uh, is the amount of uh, income the spouse can earn. So pre- currently, it is uh, ten thousand eight hundred. It's gonna the exposure draft has the figure of thirty-seven thousand. Oh. So we're really um, sort of allowing um, this offset to be enjoyed by people who are whose spouses are. In, engage, uh, involved in the workforce to yep. to a certain extent. Yep. And I
2: think this is coming down to the argument as well, Dennis, with um, females, usually the spouse on the lesser income, because they've still, even in this oh. equality world, okay. that they've uh, still got the, uh, the, the childcare duties, like The baby has to pop out of the wife, so um, that's how it works. Can I don't laugh at me when I said that? So I think it's trying to even it up because there's there's a lot of lot of lot of media coverage on um, women not having enough superannuation. So I I, I think that's where it is. So um, a woman has the kids, they go back to work, they probably work part time, which is the reason for that figure. So it's not a menial figure; it's still a reasonable, you know, two or three day a week sort of salary. And I think that's where that's coming from.
1: Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah,
0: it is. It is uh, part of the. So sort of measures that uh, that are trying to boost uh, women's uh, superannuation mm, balances. Mm, mm. Mm. So
2: the next step for this then is uh, that it's at exposure draft stage. They've got consultation, and then hopefully things will then go into uh, into a bill right. that then gets introduced to Parliament. But who knows when that's going to be, Dennis? Isn't
0: it? Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's um, especially relevant, and it is demonstrated with the measure to harmonise contributions for uh, people. Um, in age group between 65 and 74 so what the proposal well it still is it's still on the treasury's website to have just one set of rules for everybody un- under 75 years of age oh, right. how easy would that be yeah but <laughs> the government though and behold came out with a press release that they're actually dropping this measure oh really now we have supported this measure in our submission because um, the superannuation system not only has to be fair and efficient it has to be fairly simple as yeah, well, yep. just Correct. to cut all the red tape and to remove administrative inefficiencies. Yeah, but yep. the government opted to um, to rem- remove this measure and not to proceed
1: with why, it. Why would that be? Why do you think?
0: Uh, it was a, a part of the, um, hopefully, bigger plan to <laughs> make oh. the costs of the superannuation more sustainable. Okay. Um, that relates to the press release uh, by the... Um, um, Kelly O'Dwyer to uh, about uh, scrapping the five hundred thousand oh, contributions yeah. cap. Well,
2: yeah, so beautiful. about two days later it was Steve. I yeah. think wasn't it Dennis or well, three on days? Thursday. Yeah, on the Thursday. So the the ED came out for the for the low hanging fruit as we're calling it. And then on the Thursday, right. um, the treasurer and the um, assistant. She's not really assistant treasurer anymore, but yeah, I think it's close enough. Mm. So yes, yeah, Scott Morrison and Kelly O'Dwyer um, put out a joint press release. Around um, the well, sort of backtracking completely on what oh, was announced at the budget yeah. and everything, Dennis. I mean, it was wasn't even tweaking around the corners, was it? It was. I mean, we felt it was sort of like a, a it was a left turn or a right turn with what they were doing.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because all of a sudden, we're not having this lifetime cap of five hundred thousand anymore. Yeah. Uh, so it was. Um, sort of scrapped before before it was born. Yeah, Yeah, and then
2: the 1.6 has terribly confused a lot of people that have been ringing us in as well because they still think there's this 1.6 that's got to stay in, you know, sort of in pension phase and now it's sort of like we just can't make any more contributions after that. So it's it's ending up being, can we say, even more confusing than
0: we thought? Well, the 1.6 million continues to bring more confusion. (laughs) I think the the amount of confusion um increases because people start thinking about it well what happens when assets actually rise in value what uh, what happens with the earnings on those assets mm. so the the amount of confusion does increase over time
1: yeah well so what just to clarify can we simplify the the situation of the 1.6 million briefly or is it a
0: well, we're hopefully going to see the process of consultation on oh, this okay. measure mm-hmm. um, in the same way um, as the first tranche um, yep. was released in exposure draft, and uh, parties will hopefully have enough time to make submission. Mm. Um, so, and hopefully it's not around the Christmas time where everybody's <laughs> <is> away. <laughs> they they do either. that as well. Oh, you know, yeah. If it's not
2: ten days, it's you know fourteen days over Christmas. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, but um, essentially the uh, the measure of one point six million limits is uh, fairly hard to administer. So, um,
1: well, does valuations come into to that, or is it uh, if it's assets? I mean, are we just talking saving the amount that's in the fund?
0: Um, valuations do come into that. Um, they um, they're most relevant when person changes from accumulation to pension oh, okay. so when the pension starts that's where the valuations are critical right i mean without further details all we can do is speculate which would right. i guess rather not to yeah. but yeah. Uh, valuation to. valuation as as a topic for super um has risen sort of in importance during the last five six years yeah. more and more and and the trend will continue yeah,
2: because now, of course, SMSFs needs to do what normal – I shouldn't say just a normal what, – what accounting <laughs> standards know. say, which is to mark-to-market at the end of the year. Oh, so yeah. you're going to have this dilemma of you're putting in contributions, you might be under – One July, and by the time you mark to market on 30 June, you could be over where you didn't anticipate. So the administration, and I think this is where the real, real killer is really, is how it's going to get administered, isn't it, Dennis? That's what we think.
0: Yeah, because at which point you actually cut the tape on 1.6 million. Yep. When and that's going to get line.
2: indexed and everything like that. Oh, so really? it's not going to be a nice whole number. And it's yeah, we we draw our um, our crystal ball to um, <laughs> previous measures around this as well. That our colleague uh, Gabriella Russo um, identified for yep. us as well. That um, measures like this have been put in place where. Um, there was a cap on contributions based on the value of the fund, oh, yeah. and um, after consultation, it got thrown out because it was it was too hard to administer.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's um, that might be the real killer for je- for that measure as well. Yeah, yeah. Just getting back to those uh, exposure drafts, I guess the planning opportunities for the practitioners are. Um, to see if business income can be distributed in different ways. We're, we're talking about 2017-18 year right. in anticipation of those measures passing the parliament. Yeah. So distribution of income from business so that one of the spouses might um, yeah. um, make the contributor eligible for spouse tax offset. Oh, yeah, uh, of course. Or, or perhaps doing some planning with uh, self-employed contractor clients who can make superannuation contributions in the next financial year and claim deductions so we're looking at um, you know they're not fundamental measures but there will definitely be um, sort of enough work enough planning um, for tax practitioners, yeah, yeah, no, yeah good but part. I think
2: I think the main thing to think about at the moment, especially with this precarious parliament that we've got, is you know if you're going to bet on anything, bet on what's law now oh, and yeah. not speculate too much. Like you can plan, Dennis, which yeah. is absolutely correct. You can get yourself, but who knows whether these measures will go through, let alone in what form they'll go through. Yeah,
1: in. yeah. So sketch out you're planning but don't yeah and that's it in and that's yet. what
2: we're suggesting so we've had a bit of a discussion about what advice we will give, sorry not advice what suggestions <laughs> we'll give over our helpline calls yeah um yeah. and we're just going to make sure that you know the only thing you can be certain of of what's law now
1: yeah yeah and there's more on this on the upcoming contributor magazine i believe is that
2: yeah we're, we're, we're trying to keep abreast of everything but we're also mindful and i think this has come about with um what we saw with the budget we don't really want to confuse people there's no. it's it's when we have created, I think, unfortunately, we've created a bit of confusion with nothing really coming into into any sort of exposure draft yet. Mm. Um, mm. So I think that we just need to be just mindful that we'll tell you what could be done and what the impact could be. But just remember, it's not law
1: yet. Right. Okay. Good point. Okay. Well, thanks very much, uh, Lisa and, uh, and uh, Dennis. Um, it's been informative again. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. And please look out for us next week.